Welcome back to the Red River Cares podcast. I'm your host, Gina Burke, and today's guest is Andre Beaupre. He is the co-founder of Soulful Advantage, a strategic consultancy at the intersection of business and profit. His firm helps businesses expand social impact, increase stakeholder support, gain competitive advantage, and meaningfully communicate purpose. He also wrote a book called The Purposeful Nine in the Soulful Advantage, where he highlighted nine companies that were doing great work in their communities and in their businesses, and Red River was lucky enough to be chosen as one of those companies. And you can read more about us in Chapter 6. I'm pretty excited for this one. So without further ado, Andy, welcome to the show. So Andy, welcome to the Red River Cares podcast. We are so excited to have you on today. Gina, thanks for uh, inviting me and I'm looking forward to it as well. Me too. Um, So we met, um, I think, through mutual friends of Dachian and Operation Hattrick. Um, And I remember being at the Bruins game, and I think you were starting to tell me about this really cool project you were about to embark on, um, which was to write a book about purposeful companies and Thankfully, you highlighted Red River, which we are so honored to be part of these nine companies that you've highlighted in your book. So I guess I want to start with that. Um, So in the book's intro, you say this book is written for business leaders seeking more relatable examples of how to become more soulful and create measurable competitive advantage. Can you please explain that to us? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, when you look at um, the world of purpose, which is really defined as companies who are making their communities better, have a tremendous positive influence on their workplace cultures, making the world a better place in terms of sustainability and the environment, just a variety of things that, that validate a good company caring about people and planet. Uh, when you look at the companies that are spotlighted or that you would find in a search, you know, on words like corporate social responsibility or philanthropy or, you know, community engagement, corporate purpose, things like that. The companies that just jump out, and anybody can, can do this kind of search, where, you know, are companies that are pretty well known. They're big consumer companies like Patagonia, Ben & Jerry's, Starbucks, Ikea, and even in the tech sector, bigger companies, you know, like HP and Cisco, uh, Timberland and Stonyfield locally. Those are the you know, big brand names, and while there may be a few business-to-business companies like Red River, there aren't many, and you have to really dig deep. So my, gra- my background being tech and uh, an entrepreneur within the technology industry, running a communications firm, um, I worked primarily with private companies that were venture-backed, that were mid-tier, probably $50 million to you know, 500 million, maybe a billion dollars, and largely business to business, as I said. So when you look for companies like that, Gina, that are purposeful and are known for that, hardly anybody pops out. So, you know, I just thought about, you know, write what you know, right? And uh, I'll write about companies that I find through a discovery process that just are making a difference, you know, in this world. And so that was the focus of the book. And like you said, um, Red River was the very first 
company that I started talking to about it. Thank you very much. I was just so blown away with the work that you had done building culture and having impact in your communities. That's so neat. Um, I know what you mean. Like when we do research as a company, you know, for our CSR or something, like we're looking at those big names, you know, the Ikeas and the Patagonias, but, you know, you're just like, how does this translate to, you know, maybe a smaller New Hampshire startup or just something not as big, right? Like even a hypotherm with 10,000 volunteers and associates across the globe, you know, we're not like that. Um, so, you know, it's like, what is this formula? Like, how, what does this look like for a smaller business? Um, and, you know, it's, it's, there really is no playbook, but I found your book to be that and to fill that gap. Um, for me, reading about the other companies and just getting these little nuggets um, was so inspiring. And it, you know, as someone that helps run the foundation for Red River, it was like, oh my God, well, what is a B Corp? And what, how do we get that certification? And should we? And mm -hmm. um, what about the right. CSR program? Just other things that it's like, oh man, look at all this great work these other eight companies to highlight in this book are doing. You know, yes, we're doing good work, but um, there's so much out there and this can look so many different ways. I guess I'm wondering, like, tell me the red threads. Like, what do these companies have in common or what did you notice in your findings as you spoke to all these awesome organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, I, there are a number of things that, you know, you could say were points of commonality between the nine companies in the purposeful nine. And, uh, you know, one of them is I wasn't looking for sort of like relatively newcomers. I was looking, to, trying to find companies that have really established this culture of giving back and purpose uh, a long time ago. So you look at the, the nine companies, Gina, and you've got um, a couple that were, have been doing it over 50 years. Two of them were founded in 1968, and they became really purposeful, primarily internally, which is the case for every company, uh, you know, back 50 years ago. And then there were a couple companies that were uh, over 40 years, uh, one over 30 years. I think there were a couple over 20 years. And then another, you know, two others, nearly 20 years. So these aren't sort of fly-by-night, you know, quickly emerging companies, but companies that decided a long time ago, primarily internally with great workplace cultures, to just make a difference, you know. So that's a, a commonality between all of them. I think the importance of establishing really clear-cut values and a mission, you know, and really putting that in writing is something all of you have in common. Red River did that from the start. And you emerged from a culture of, you know, that was sales driven, still is, you know, hard work and honesty and humility. And most of the companies in the, in the Purposeful Nine are like that as well, just, you know, focused on workplace culture and being a great place to work and uh, really being humble in the process of creating change. Um, the influence of the founder is a big thing. Um, in eight of the nine cases in the book, um, I know you read the book. Only one BMC has a case where they've been they've been around for over 40 years and they've had CEOs um, uh, probably numbering four or five over those 40 years. Uh, the neat thing about that company is that they sustained their purpose and their corporate social responsibility and just sort of kept upping the game. But in the, in the other eight cases, Gina, um, these were companies that had a, you know were founded by certain individuals and they had a huge influence. 
for a period of time, if not right until the present moment. So those are some of the uh, areas that were uh, common across the Purposeful Nine. Yeah, I definitely um, picked that up as I read through each of the companies. Um, I guess I'm wondering, like, is it too late, right, for a company? So, for example, I was at this leadership meeting last week, and the CEO of this business in Keene, right off of downtown, he's telling mm -hmm. us how he's been around since, like, 1907, okay? I've never even heard of that. Wow. And, huh. you know, he's saying, kind of like we've got this public... PR problem, like, you know, people don't know us. We're right off of downtown. They don't even know who we are. And I'm thinking, well, clearly you are not doing enough for your community. <laughs> like you have a philanthropy problem, really, I think is what the issue is. Like that seems crazy to me that you have had such longevity in the community and yet no one even knows you exist. So I guess, you know, is a company like that too late? Like, it, you know, can it, can you always start and just get into philanthropy and just start doing some purposeful work? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the epic part of this whole equation of, uh, you know, creating change by by making business a force for good. You can start any time. If you haven't done it, in the case of that company you mentioned that's been around since the early 1900s, you can start right now. You can do simple things. You can, you know, create a, you know, call it a green committee like like Red River did, you know, and just be more uh, conscious of how you're impacting the environment. You can start with something like that. You can you can do what Red River did in the early, early days. You know, you guys were founded in 1995 and you were doing coat drives and, you know, food drives and, and things like that right from the beginning. I mean, you can start that anytime. So that's yeah. the beauty of it. And I think another another common common denominator across the Purposeful Nine is the fact that you know they they are on their own journeys. Every company is on its own journey in terms of uh, having a positive impact on people and planet. And um, you know you can do what makes sense for you. And in fact, that should be where you start. What is it that I care about deeply? You know what, what's authentic to the workplace that we have right now? What do people believe in? Uh, having a, a program that is value aligned is the is the magical ingredient. Gina, where the people who work for you and the values that they possess are very much in line with what they're seeing from the leadership of the companies they work for. So they're saying, you know, I believe in this company because it reflects my own personal values. So I think you just start by digging deep into who you are, what you believe in, what values you have, and what causes really are important to you. Like Red River, you know, from the start, it was, um, you, know, you know, veterans and supporting veterans and trying to build a program around STEM. Yeah, that really does make perfect sense. Um, and I do think Red River's approach to, let's tie this somehow to the business and make it work for what we do as an actual organization, but then that can go out and impact the greater community um, is an excellent way to frame that. And then you can always branch out based on what your employees or associates are really passionate about. And this can get bigger and bigger. But tell me more about why. Like, why is that better for actual business to go do the right thing in communities? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the essence of the book. It's not only telling stories uh, from the founder's perspective of the impact that these companies have had on people and planet but it's really about the impact that it's had on their own company. So uh, there's an, there's an un, undisputed or undisputed correlation between 
being a better corporate citizen, um, you know, having a triple bottom line philosophy, which is people playing it in profit. And so, it, you know, by, by being a better corporate citizen, you create competitive advantage for your own organization. So you're really creating this, this loop, this loop that's continual, where you're connecting externally with communities, you're, you're connecting much more impactfully internally with your own associates and employees, and you just keep doing things that make a positive difference. And what's interesting is that over time, you just start seeing a direct return back to your company that's positive. So I would say the, uh, the purposeful nine in the book, none of them really started doing this because they were saying, oh, let's, you know, let's do more with our community so that we can become more financially successful. None of them did that. They all did it because they felt it was, and this was an often cited quote or often said quote when I interviewed people, it was, it was just the right thing to do, they would say. You know, and Rick Boldick from Red River, when he started that golf tournament, um, you know, would have said, you know, he, he had, um, you know, a belief that it just was the right thing to do. So, uh, but, but the impact that, that it's created for your own company is amazing. With Red River, for example, you know, you look at recruitment and retention. And what I said a minute ago about value alignment, the people who want to work for Red River do so in an in increasing uh, in an increasing way by just seeing and feeling, I would say, the, the culture that you have and the belief that you have and looking at the foundation and the good that you've done and the fact that the, the, you know, what they want to believe in and, and a company they want to work for is reflected in Red River. So huge impact on recruitment and retention for Red River and for a lot of the other uh, P9 companies, strategic partnerships. I mean, that's one of the things that jumps out for Red River, the, the, the you know, relationship that you built with Cisco and Dell, for example, their strong belief in the impact that you have and the fact that they want to be a partner with you, right? You're not sort of pushing them, saying, hey, be a partner with Red River. They're seeing the impact that you've had with your days of service and in Claremont and around the country at your other locations. And they say, yeah, these people reflect the value system that we have, you know, at Cisco. So no surprise that in 2020 you were named Public Sector Social Impact Partner of the Year because, you know, there's value alignment between, you know, partners and you, Red River. Yeah, and I mean, that value alignment, um, I think we've found, you know, also lead us, leads us to good employees, right? Like, so not only does it lead us exactly. to great partners, like you said, with like Cisco and HP and Dell, but, you know, we're finding that the employees that are being attracted to Red River and want to come and work for us and stay working for us are ones that are doing great work in their communities already. They're very philanthropic by nature um, and they're being drawn to, to the company because of what they've heard about that, you know, that we do in communities. So uh, I guess I'm wondering, you know, personally, like why, why this book, why was this so important for you to get this book written and to highlight the companies in the way that you did and to just put it out there in this way. And what was your intention? What was your power and intentionality with writing this book? Well, besides wanting to just, you know, encourage businesses, um, I would say different types of businesses to be more purposeful. And if they haven't done it at all to start their journey, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter where you are. It's just start the journey try doing things and keep moving forward. But, but in addition to wanting to encourage 
you know, more B2B and more private companies to, to, be, um, to, to make business a force for good in the world. The other thing was the moment in time that we live in, Gina. You know, it's just a threshold moment, right? We're all we're facing in, uh, you know, an existential climate crisis that keeps getting, you know, more profound. We've got mind-boggling wealth and income inequality. We've got historic employer and employee, you know, shifts known as the, the great resignation. You know, was it 4 million people have left the workforce since last August every month? I think one month actually exceeded that. So, I mean, people are disenfranchised. They're disillusioned. They're not relating to the companies they work for. They want to make a difference. They want to feel like they're more value aligned. Um, you look at these types of societal and global challenges, and they're big. And I mean, I, I just felt like business, having been a business guy myself, um, and having been an entrepreneur uh, whose company was acquired by a, a New York Stock Exchange company eventually, um, in large part because I think we aligned with our, our values, aligned with our people's values, and we cared about you know, our clients and our partners. But you, know, you just need to, um, need to find a way to make it all connect and, and, and make it work for you. Well, this has been so awesome talking to you. Um, I'm wondering if you have any last parting words that you want to leave us with um, as we, you know, hopefully everyone runs out and buys your book off of Amazon and um, checks it out because, you know, we obviously got it because we were in there. But that's really, you know, after reading it all, I'm like, this is filled with golden nuggets that would help any business, especially if you're the businesses that you were just speaking about, the ones that maybe haven't quite uh, hit their stride or want to be doing more in their communities. I think it would just give them a wealth of ideas and knowledge to just start. Um, so I guess I'm wondering, is there anything that you want to kind of leave us with as we wrap up this conversation? Yeah, I think that's a great, great parting question. I think when I talked about, you know, what company, when we were talking about what companies do during times of great challenge, you know, um, and then how do you just start doing this kind of thing, you know, being more purposeful? And I said the company should look at the values that they have, right? And they should look at, you know, what's important to them and the, the mission that they've, that they've carved out for their organization. But as I think about your question, I think about, well, you know, those, those types of questions are the same questions that an individual within your company, for example, should ask themselves, right? It's like, take it from the Red River perspective to the me perspective. So what is it that I care about? You know, what, are, what causes are important to me, whether it's, uh, you know, cancer because a loved one has been stricken with a, a tough diagnosis recently or, you know, a local community, you know, organization that you care about and maybe you're already working for, um, you know, uh, cleaning up, uh, you know, parks and trying to make the environment better. Whatever it is for you, you know, really, you know, think about that uh, and, and, and sort of uncover that or discover that and try to start with what you care about the most and, and, and take that to a personal level with the company that you work for and then, you know, individually and just, just begin the journey. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as it means a lot to you, that it's value aligned and that you want to have a positive impact. You know, just the, the, the simplest thing can just begin a journey that will make you a better person, make you more fulfilled, uh, make you a better uh, husband, wife, partner, 
um, make you a better mom, dad, whatever your connections are with other people, you'll improve your life and you'll feel better about yourself and you'll create a legacy for yourself that you'll be proud of and that others will notice. Not that you did it for that reason. You're not trying to get noticed, but people will see the difference and they'll be inspired by what you do. I honestly, I think the same thoughts and have that same conversation about volunteerism. Um, so I run the volunteer program for Red River, but I talk about volunteerism in that same way. It's like, you know, people, I think, get stuck and they don't go serve in their communities because it's like they they think they have to change the world or their little thing doesn't matter. And it's like, nope, that hour counts, that half hour counts, like that little thing that you do to make a difference. Um, but getting in line with those passions and those values um, and finding something that like sparks you anyway, but then you're doing good, um, you know. It's just such a way to feel so fulfilled. Um, and at that trickle effect, it's exactly. just so amazing to me. Like once you start and like who you meet next or how that leads you to somewhere else or just the path that it takes you down as you just start to get out there and do more and more in your community. But, you know, I think people sometimes get overwhelmed with like the first step or, oh, how does this hour even matter? It's like it does matter, though, um, especially to like a small yeah, nonprofit, exactly. you know, that volunteerism, it means dollars for them. These are people they don't have to hire. They are, you know, getting this free labor, but it's so meaningful and impactful for them. And um, yeah, I, it's really, it's just getting those values in line and just getting out there and just doing something. Well, this has been so awesome. I thank well, one, thank you for all of your um, research and remembering of Red River. I mean, you've mentioned so many awesome things here and I appreciate all of the plugs um, for what Red River does, but thank you just in general for writing this book. Um, you know, for someone that obviously is aligned with this kind of thing and cares a lot about what happens in our communities. Um, I just love this work and there needs to be so much more of it and I know it will spread and it will continue to create good in the world, the more good that we need in the world. So just thank you for bringing this to light and for highlighting these nine companies and for highlighting Red River. And just thanks for being on the show today. No, thank you, Gina. Thank you, Red River. Uh, it's been just a pleasure building my relationship with you over the years. I'm so proud of who you are and what you've done. I think you're just a, a signature you know, a company that's doing great work because it not only believes in doing great work, but it's really trying to have a positive impact on people and planet. And I'm so happy that you, you know, worked with me in getting this book created and so proud of the story and the message that is conveyed in the book by Red River and the other P9 companies. So thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I know I learned so much from Andy, and he is a leader in the space for how companies can be more competitive by leading with purpose. If your business wants to work with Andy, reach out to him at soulfuladvantage.com. His book can be found on Amazon at The Purposeful Nine and Soulful Advantage, and I'm sure you can find him on LinkedIn at Andre Beaupre. And as always, tune in next time to be inspired.